gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. I'm your host, G2. This is episode 162. And I'm going to let you guys know right off top, there's not going to be no big hitting news on this uh, episode here. This week was pretty easy, pretty laid back with the news, but you'll hear about it more as I uh, go and talk about it. But first, before I do so, today is February the 4th. Let's get on to the National Food Days of the Week. As I said, today, uh, February 4th, it is Homemade Soup Day, as well as National Stuffed Mushroom Day. Tomorrow, February the 5th, it is National Chocolate Fountain Day, as well as World Nutella Day, so basically chocolate all day tomorrow. Uh, February the 6th, it will be National Chopsticks Day. February the 7th, National Fredicini Alfredo Day. February the 8th, Molasses Bar Day. February the 9th, National Bagels and Locks Day, as well as Pizza Pie Day, so pizza. And February the 10th is Cream Cheese Brownie Day. Now, with the National Food Days out the way, I want to say Happy Black History Month to everybody. Uh, February just sneaked up on us real quick. January, it went right by, ran through quick. I have a feeling that February is going to do the exact same thing, but I have to start off by saying Happy Black History Month to everybody. Um, I do have some sombering news here. Uh, We lost Carl Weathers this week. Uh, For people that are unaware of who Carl Weathers is, which... I'm surprised if you are not knowing who he is. He was known for playing the Apollo Creed in the Rocky uh, franchise. And I know him personally more as being the uh, golfing instructor for uh, Adam Sandler's Happy Gilmore. That was the first time I ever knew who this guy was. I I watched that movie before I even watched all the Rocky movies. So I knew him more because of that. Um, but he's more famous for being Apollo Creed. Um, he died Thursday. His manager would confirm to Variety. He died at the age of 76. Um, his He's credited for a lot of things. He voiced Combat Carl in Toy Story 4. He played a fictionalized version of himself in Arrested Development. He has TV credits uh, being in Street Justice, Colony, The Shield, Chicago Justice, and Brothers. Film credits, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Death Hunt, The Combat, the comebacks, excuse me, uh, Predator, as I stated, the Rocky franchises. Um, as I said, me personally, I know him more for being Happy Gilmore as Chubbs. As always, his motto was, it's all in the hips. That was stupid to me, but that's why I know him for being in that. Um, the latest thing that I do know that he did uh, do in his acting career was being on The Mandalorian. He was on there for... Uh, nine episodes, but it spanned across three seasons. So, I mean, he had a nice little career. I'm not going to say little, because that's disrespecting the man. He had a nice career, and they would say that he is survived by his ex-wife and their two sons. Um, So, rest in peace to Carl Weathers. I hope that his family, in due time, will be able to process this and be able to get over the loss that they are feeling right now. Um, Say they were Sylvester alone. He put out a tribute video to Carl Weathers, and I did like that he had the uh, photo of himself and 
Carl Weathers playing their fictional characters of Rocky and Apollo Creed, like that punching photo, but he did it in a colorful style way. Like if you see the video, you'll see it in the back. I like that. Um, but again, recipes of Carl Weathers. This wasn't the only uh, death that we had this past week. Killers of the Flower Moon producer Bradley Thomas' wife, Isabel Thomas, reportedly took her own life by jumping off a hotel balcony as it's come from the blast. According to law enforcement, Thomas allegedly jumped from a hotel balcony in West L.A. area Monday night. Her body was discovered at the scene after first responders arrived. They said that she died from multiple traumatic injuries. Well, obviously, if you jump off of a balcony, you're kind of going to die from all those injuries that you sustained from that. Uh, they said the case is currently being investigated by the Los Angeles coroner's office and is officially listed as a suicide. And it's not already bad enough that they listed this as a suicide. This event happens um, coming after knowing that the movie that her husband worked on, Killer of the Flower Moon, received multiple Oscar uh, nominations. So he's going to be dealing with this during Oscar week. I'm pretty sure he probably might not even go to the Oscars, to be completely honest. Um, But I just want to say this. This is a PSA to everybody. Um, If you are feeling a certain type of way, if you feel like ending it all, please, for the love of God, call the National Suicide Hotline number. Talk to family, friends about all these feelings that you're feeling. Do not try to hold it in because if you're holding it in, people will not know. And it will be too late when you either A, express it to people because people will be like, oh my God, I didn't know you felt all this. And the way that they tried to talk to you, you might think that they're being unresponsive to your feelings or B, you'll just be suffering in silence. And I don't think nobody that loves you wants you to suffer in silence. So please talk to someone, talk to a friend, talk to a family member, talk to uh, someone that doesn't know you, like a therapist, or just talk to the National Suicide Hotline number. If you feel any type of way, please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, talk to someone about these feelings, because I guarantee you, if you happen to commit and unalive yourself, your people are going to miss you. Your people are going to be wondering, what could they have done um, to have prevented this? Did they miss signs? All these type of things. So please, not just for your sake, but for their sake, please talk to them about your feelings and what you're going through before you happen to uh, do anything that could not only change your life, but also their lives as well. But again, I just want to say uh, this is an unfortunate event. Uh, rest in peace to Isabel Thomas, and I hope that her husband and their children are able to uh, hopefully get past this in due time, let them feel their emotions, but in due time, let them be able to... Uh, get over this uh, traumatic situation. Now, moving off of the condolences, I want to say I'm glad that we are moving into spring. Uh, they had their Groundhog Day situation. It's always funny. They always pull out a groundhog, and it's always like determined if he sees a shadow. I believe that he uh, will determine if there is more winter coming, but if he doesn't see the shadow, then spring is coming early. That's what happened here. The groundhog didn't see a shadow, so spring is coming early. At least that's what the groundhog predicts. So, yeah, spring's coming early. That's good news for a lot of people. Certain people that like the cold, this is kind of bad news for them. It all depends on what side you're on, but just want to report that. Groundhog didn't see his shadow. Spring's coming, so prepare to see people in their shorts and bikinis coming uh, soon. 
Now, moving off of that, <laughs> this is crazy to even report on Black History Month. Darius Rucker, a guy that you would think wouldn't be a guy that should get a mugshot or be arrested for drugs. Well, he was. Uh, he was arrested for drugs in Tennessee on Thursday. He was arrested for minor drug offenses. A spokesperson for the Williamson County Sheriff's Office in Tennessee confirmed to the Post that Rucker 57 was booked on three separate charges. Uh, two counts of simple possession slash casual exchange of a controlled substance and one count of a violation of the state's vehicle registration law. So basically he drove with an expired license. Well, not expired license, but like a driver tag. That's what I'm believing in that. So, okay. He had some substance, but they popped him more because of his uh, tag being expired. That's crazy. That is crazy. You would think that, man, <clears throat> Tennessee being a country place, or at least that's predominantly like the country, like music country, like capital. Uh, I would think he should have got a pass. Like, he's the only black representation that I do know that's like in country that's people know him for being Hootie and the Blowfish. That guy, I only be want to be with you. That's his like song. If anybody does know who Darius Rucker is, like that's it. And I was shocked to even see his face in a mugshot. You could even see it in his face. He doesn't uh want to be there. Nobody wants to be there in the mugshot, but man, he looks shocked himself. But hey dog, you got pop for driving with a expired <laughs> driver tag and you had uh some drugs on you. But I how can I say this? I think it should be okay for someone to have drugs on them now. I'm of this belief that listen, if they are not using their drugs when you catch them, why are you trying to arrest them? Let them go. Let them go about their business. Let them go about their day-to-day -day activity because if they're, if they have it on them, they're not using it while they're driving or using it right in front of you. Just let them go about their day. I think it's kind of crazy how we are still in a time where drugs are looked at as being a bad thing. And again, some drugs I find incredibly crazy. Like you smoke crack, Yo, dog, you gotta you gotta pick a different you gotta pick a different uh, substance to use. Uh, cocaine has always been used by uh, anybody. I mean, it's been floating around. It is what it is on that. Marijuana just got being decriminalized in a lot of states over here after it being criminalized for years. So again, we're flippy floppy on some drugs now in this country, but. I just think that if you're in possession of a substance, if it's not in a big substance, like if you're not holding a brick of Coke, if you're just like holding a baggie or something, you should be able to go about your day. If you're holding a little baggie of marijuana, go about your day. That's my thing. You should be arrested on that. But just to know that he got popped initially just because he was driving with expired uh, tags and they probably saw the drugs in the car just by looking into it like that. That's crazy. But and still, him being in uh, the country folk, Tennessee, like, that's their thing over there. I would at least thought he would at least got a break. But he didn't. He got arrested. So, uh, yeah. And before I get off this topic, he was uh, released on $10,500 bond. So, he is walking around freely. So, again, 
Darius Rucker, please just be careful of the drugs that you do buy and make sure that you actually stash them away or just have someone else go and get it. You're too rich to be, or at least too famous enough to get something that you uh, could get popped for. And also make sure your uh, tags are always uh, up to date. Trust me, it's kind of stupid, but you got to do that. And also, I want to make this perfectly known too. I am not a drug user. I have never done drugs. I just want to make that perfectly clear. I just put my common sense brain on for a lot of these uh, situations. I just think me personally, if you're going to buy drugs, hey, you do that, but do not have a big amount on you because if you have a big amount, then that's kind of too hard for people to kind of like not book you. But if you have a little bit on you, they should not have to book you. That's what I'm trying to get at with this. Um, but again, I don't do drugs, never done drugs. Just want to make that perfectly clear. And I am a like, guy that says, hey, you do what you do, but just do it all within the safety of yourself and everybody around you. Now, off to the next topic, as this was provided by The Guardian, uh, the title would read, California announces initial set of first in the nation reparation bills. California lawmakers announced the nation's first set of reparation bills on Wednesday with legislation that would require the state to recognize and apologize for systematic racism against black residents for nearly two centuries. The 14 proposed laws or bills tackle a wide range of areas of discrimination from mass incarceration to housing separation, but do not include any financial compensation for descendants of long-time black residents affected by the legacy of slavery. The most controversial recommendation to emerge from California's previous reparations task force report. So that's what we have here. You're basically just having people apologize. You're having the state of California apologize for uh, that state being unfair to black people for mad multitudes of years, two centuries. Um, I'm not certain how the people in California or the black people in California might feel about this. Like, I understand there's a certain section of people that's like, okay, cool, they apologize. But there's certain people that's probably like, okay, cool, you apologize, but can we get my people out of jail then? Can you expunge their records then if you know that this thing has always been unfair to us? Or in the housing market, can you kind of like make it easier for us to get housing instead of trying to uh, jip and jab us out of the housing market? Like, Something needs to be done. It's not just in California. It's around the country of America. Again, I want to make this clear too. The nation of America, we know what it is. I don't think it's any secret. I don't think it ever was any secret, but now more than ever, I think anybody that comes to America, I think they know what the foundation of America was. It was slavery, whites, slaving blacks. Blacks try to get their freedom, which should have never been stripped away from them in the beginning. Uh, and ever since slavery was abolished, man has always just been a hard time for a black person to get anything. And also, in the same breath, it always was a hard time for black people to accomplish anything because you not only have uh, the system working against you, you have your own people working against you at the exact same time. People that worked with the system to try to keep us as crabs in a barrel. So I'm not sure in the grand scheme of things, what does this like propose bills do? Like, okay, it apologizes. But besides the apology, what more does these bills consist of? I would like to know more about it. Hopefully we get more information. 
Um, I'll probably look more into it, but I do want to throw that out there to everyone. What do you want to see happen? Since we're in Black History Month, why not use this as an opportunity to ask? Uh, what do you want the country to do for you as a black person? What do you want the country to do just in general to make it fair for you? What do you want? I, Me personally, if my family owned land, right? And I can trace back to how the country or that particular area use the system against my family, like to take the land away from them. I would like for that area to give my family their land back, like officially give it, give them the land back. That's what I would like since we're not going to get money. It's not going to happen. We're never going to see money. It's not going to happen. Black people are not going to get money like it was supposed to give to us. It was not going to happen. I would like for us to have our land back if that's the case. I would like for us to have land that people paid for in that somehow, some way, somebody in that system was able to get them out of there. That's what I would like to have, me personally. But that's a question I propose to everybody out there. If you are a black individual, what do you want to see happen? What would you want as your reparation bill? Or what would you put in there? That's just my question to throw out there for everyone. But yeah, California, they set this out. Good step forward, but I would like to know, besides an apology, seriously, in the grand scheme of things, what more is planned to come of this? Now, moving off of this, a little update here. Uh, this comes from NBC News as we're still talking about the WWE and their situation with Vince McMahon. It would say that WWE founder Vince McMahon is under federal investigation surrounding sex trafficking allegations, sources would say. Uh, former World Wrestling Entertainment CEO Vince McMahon is under federal criminal investigation as prosecutors tried to determine if federal law was broken in conduct surrounding recent allegations of sex trafficking that had been made public in lawsuits. Two people familiar with the matter told NBC News. Uh, McMahon has also discussed being under federal investigation and having a phone seized by federal officials, a senior level WWE executive, and another person, personal friend told NBC News. Uh, okay, so it is what it is with that, but here's something that I do want everyone to know right here. Um, as this comes from the New York Post, Vince McMahon's co-defendant, John Laurinaitis, said he's also a victim of ex-WWE head's uh, sexual misconduct. Vince McMahon's co-defendant in the bombshell civil sex trafficking lawsuit is now claiming he is also a victim of McMahon's actions in a stunning turn against the ex-WWE head honcho. John Laurinaitis was allegedly recruited by McMahon to have sex with Miss Grant. Mr. Laurinaitis denies the allegation in the misguided complaint and will vigorously defend those charges in court, not the media, John Laurinaitis' lawyer told Vice News. Like the plaintiff, Mr. Laurinaitis is a victim in this case, not a predator. The truth will come out. Um, I would suspect now with John Laurinaitis, uh, being listed as being one of the guys that slept with Miss Grant and he's trying to say that Vince made him do it. This is this is trying to save your tail. I see it. Um more information is to come out, but if that is true, dog, what type of stuff is this? Like seriously, all just aside. Like at 
there's a point in life where I'm tired of people saying I was fearful for my job. I'm tired of hearing that damn line. I truly am. There has to be a time where you have to man up or woman up. Like, seriously, if your boss is making you do something that is not proper, like legitimately not proper, you step yourself out of that, you tell your boss no, and you deal with the actions that come after that. You don't do something like this. Again, if you read the lawsuit that came out, I want to say, what, last week or a week and a half ago, that thing was nasty and disgusting. Again, Vince is a real kinky, like, old man, dude. I mean, dog, he got his type of kinks, but if you got that type of money and that's your type of kinks, yo, dog, that shouldn't be, uh, that shouldn't be it. Again, you do what you do, but dog, this is not good at all. And it's already being talked about how the new owner of the WWE, uh, Ari something, I'm God, I'm missing his name right now, but the new owner, Ari, he's already been stated that he doesn't uh, approve of any of this. Vince has no business with TKO, WWE. That is what it is. With Vince, they kind of kicked him off to the curb, so Vince is kind of on the island of his own, and that has been internal talks about whoever knew about Vince's actions with this situation. They're more likely going to be on the chopping block, and they're probably going to be kicked to the curb. They're probably going to be out of a job. So whoever knows or knew about this, they probably got a lawyer up to see how they can protect their bacon. This is what happened with John Laurinaitis. He's protecting his bacon. I'm not certain if he's still with WWE or not. But this all just sounds like John Laurinaitis just trying to uh, cover his bacon. As you should, especially with this damning lawsuit coming out now. Yeah, you got no other choice but to cover your bacon. So we'll find out. And again, this is still an ongoing investigation, ongoing situation. This is now a federal thing. Vince McMahon has not been arrested. He hasn't been any of that type of situation. So we'll see if Vince does go to jail for this. Hey, he goes to jail. Uh, I would like to know what's going to happen more. I would like to know how people feel about this. I know people within the wrestling community, they don't like this. They've been all calling for Vince McMahon to be out of there for some time uh, now, and they got it, but we'll wait and see. Right now, it seems like WWE, with their fans and everything, is all business as usual. You didn't hear no fans, like, boo the product, anything like that. Uh, it's more Twitter, online talk of people just saying how disgusting everybody is blah 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 but when you see the actual show and the fans there they're all happy they're all lively they're just there to just watch uh the wrestlers do their thing but i would like to know how business heads like the people that buy the stocks for wwe and tko i would like to know how they feel about this in like internally but we'll probably get to that in some time but more information is going to come out within more uh weeks to come from this and again vince you just should have paid the woman the other $2 million that you were uh, supposed to give her. And then you wouldn't have to deal with none of this. But since you didn't want to, now you got to deal with it all, brother. Now, with that, now moving on to the next topic. I'm going to talk about a, a story that I've been covering from time to time whenever more information comes out. Now we finally got a trial date for this. The case of a black Texas high schooler student who was suspended multiple times in the last several months over his twisted locks is headed to trial. According to reports, a judge on Wednesday ordered a trial to be held on February the 22nd to determine if Barber's High Independent School violated Texas Crown Act when it punished Barber's High 
uh, Hill High School student Daryl George about the length of his locks. The law, which went into effect last uh, September, bars natural hair discrimination at work in schools and as part of housing policies. According to his family, Daryl was placed on in-school suspension in August following the alleged violation of his school's dress and grooming policy. The following month, Daryl was suspended again when he had the same hairstyle at school. In October, Daryl's school transferred him to a disciplinary alternative education program per a letter from the school's principal sent to Daryl's family. So you get the point. My man isn't trying to cut his hair, and I feel that he should not have to cut his hair. Uh, So they're finally going to court. They're finally going to see if they were discriminated against, and I'm happy that He's finally going to be able to go to court. And it's kind of crazy, too. He's a senior. He's a senior, dude. You let the dude just be himself. He has his hair nice up. It's not messy. It's not nothing like that. And he, I don't understand what the deal is. I understand if someone's hair is dirty, smells bad, like anything like that, then you got to tell them, hey, yo, pull them onto the side and say, hey, yo, you got to clean your hair, bro, or like something. I understand that from a school's policy or something like that. You can't come to school with dirty hair, smelly hair, something like that. I get it. But if my man keeps his hair nice, if he keeps it uh, not smelly, dog, you should leave the kid alone. This has kind of been my stance when I first talked about this story like a good couple months ago. And for him now to finally get a trial date, I'm happy for him and I'm happy for that family. And I'm hoping that the school has to pay some type of stipend or pay some type of money to him because you got to imagine to be suspended constantly because of your hair, because you don't want to heed to these people who's violating a law that has to take a toll, not just on him, but also on the family, because knowing a black mom, a black mom doesn't play about her kids and boy, this kid has been going through a lot, just to, just the whole rigmarole of the system constantly messing with him. This is trash. So hopefully he gets something out of this, and hopefully uh, the school doesn't bother any more people that happens to just keep their hair a certain way. You shouldn't have to mess with someone because of their hair. Again, only talk to them if their hair stinks or something of that variety. But if a man keeps his hair niced up and everything else, leave him alone. So he gives a trial date. I'm glad for that. I'm glad for the family. And I hope that it goes his way. I really do. Um, All to another update. This is on something I haven't talked about in some time because there was never ever anything of newsworthy to really bring up, except for now. Uh, parents of OnlyFans model charged with murder, arrested on evidence tampering uh, charges will report, as it's come from USA Today. The parents of Courtney Clanny, I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name, an OnlyFans model accused of stabbing her boyfriend to death at their Miami apartment, were arrested Tuesday in Texas in connection to the uh, murder case. Kim and Deborah Clanny were arrested on suspicion of unauthorized access to a computer, which is a third-degree felony in the state of Florida, according to an arrest warrant obtained by NBC News. The laptop belonging to Christian Abomsale, sorry, uh, Clancy's boyfriend was left in the apartment they shared. Uh, Clancy's parents and one of their lawyers allegedly engaged in a group chat conversation discussing 
Christian's possible passwords and transfer of the laptop from their possession, according to NBC article. Uh, the Travis County Sheriff's Office confirmed that the parents were arrested on January 30th on out-of-state felony charges, but declined to comment further. We assisted in exchanging an out-of-state warrant and have no involvement in the case, a spokesperson said. USA Today also reached out to uh, Courtney's attorney for comment, but have not heard back at the time of when they released this article. Now, according to the warrants obtained by Embassy South Florida, many of Christian's belongings were taken from the condo after his death. Authorities investigating Christian's death requested access to Courtney's cell phone, her iCloud account, and the iCloud account of her parents. The NBC article said a group chat with the clannies allegedly discussed Christian's laptop and attempts to enter it through guest passwords, the article said. So apparently they were probably trying to just look into to see what type of uh, information Christian got in there or if they got any type of video or something there. That's the only thing I could think of. But if you take his laptop, come on, dog, you ain't supposed to do that. And secondly, let's just make this perfectly clear. I'm no uh, criminal or nothing, but I know after watching television and everything, you can't leave a data trail like this, especially a group chat where you can leave evidence of saying, hey, yo, what is his password? We tried this. We tried that. What are you guys doing? You guys are leaving a digital paper trail that can get you arrested like this. This was stupid on every front. And again, I understand a parent trying to look out for their kid. Even if the kid did do wrong, you're looking out, you're trying to look out for them. I get it. It is what it is. But you can't be a stupido and leave a digital trail like this. It doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good. So the parents have been arrested for that. I don't think they're going to get much time. I think they're probably going to get some type of probation or something like that. Uh, but I'm looking forward to see what is going on with the daughter who stabbed the boyfriend. There has not been no, there has not been any type of uh, new update about that. There has not been any type of new update about her mental uh capability at the time there has not been anything new that warrants anything the only thing that's been new about it is the parents they got arrested so i'm wanting like the police to like hurry up with this this thing's been going on since uh 2022 april of 2022 so this has almost been going on for uh two years the family of christian needs to have some type of justice for this and they need to hurry up and like put her on trial I don't know what else type of information they're looking for or whatever, but dog, get get the stepping. Hurry up and put her on trial and let's get this thing done with. Because if that was my brother that got killed by his girlfriend, dog, I would be saying, hey, yo, what's taking y'all so long? Like, I would give him like a year window, a year and a half window so you can find everything that you can. And like, yo, let's get everything on the road because dog, you're just prolonging the inevitable. I think she's going to be found guilty whenever her trial does start because, dog, she stabbed homeboy mad multitudes of times to the point that her whole, like, top was bloody and she had blood on her pants. Dude, I don't know. I just think she's going to be found guilty, but they need to hurry up with this. Seriously. Um, but that's just my reporting on that. We'll see what happens when more information comes out about that. Uh, on to the next topic here. TikTok. TikTok. If you're a user of TikTok, well, you... We're disappointed this week because uh, a lot of 
musical artists' uh, catalog were yanked away as um, TikTok and Universal Music Group, they have disbanded their partnership. Universal Music Group said that it had not agreed to new terms of a new deal with TikTok and plans to stop licensing content from the artists it represents on the social media platform that is owned by ByteDance as well as TikTok Music Services. Uh, so the artists that are represented by Universal Music Group includes Taylor Swift, Drake, Adele, Bad Bunny, Billie Eilish, and so many other, but those are like the big ones. Uh, the licensing agreement between UMG and TikTok expired on Wednesday in a Tuesday letter addressing addressed to artists and songwriters. UMG said that it had been pressing TikTok on three issues, appropriate compensation for our artists and songwriters, protecting human arts from harmful effects of AI, and online safety for TikTok users. You know good and damn well you were not going to get that third one. Online safety for TikTok users. They already got everybody's data if you're using TikTok and they're selling it off everywhere left and right. Just like a lot of these other social media platforms too. But I digress. Uh, UMG said that TikTok proposed paying its artists and songwriters at a rate that's a fraction of the rate that other major social platforms pay. Adding that TikTok makes up only about 1% of its total revenue. Ultimately, TikTok is trying to build a music-based business without paying fair value for the music, UMG said. TikTok pushed back against the claims by UMG, saying that it has reached artists' first agreements with every other label and publishers. Clearly, Universal's self-serving actions are not in the best interest of artists, songwriters, and fans, TikTok said. Okay, cool. I don't think I need to go into more of this. So, the music uh, company, they moved away from TikTok. Uh, here's my thoughts on this. I think it hurts the artists more than it hurts the fans because I think people on TikTok, they're going to find other music to play and still uh, make that music pop. That's what TikTok was used for. TikTok was used for more popular, I'll say, in 2020 where people would just start doing all these little dances and everything since they had all this time in their home. Uh, that's when music really started popping. I think Megan Thee Stallion was like the first one that I knew about uh, what was it? I'm a savage, classy, uh, bougie, ratchet. That whole dance and trend that thing went on, and that's whenever people were. I believe that was around COVID time. Uh, the other one that I knew about the TikTok made it pop was uh, I believe it was Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, um, something new, something, something along those lines where you had a whole family like dancing in a line, dancing, moving out of the way. The next person moves, comes in. But those are like the first two trend of songs that I knew during COVID that people just started to do. Um, but ever since after that, people just started to go about and finding new trends and making songs pop. The newest one is J.I.D. song where girls put their freaking phones up on the ceiling and just start uh, twerking. I mean, TikTok is a helpful use for all these artists. One, it helps them make uh, money because... Uh, People find their songs, people make their songs pop, it puts money into their pockets, but also puts money into the music business pockets, whoever owns it, it puts money into their pockets because now you got people wanting to stream it, people wanted to buy it, and it just revitalized uh, uh, the career of certain artists. That's what TikTok has helped with uh, the music business, and I feel that for Universal to pull the music from uh, TikTok, I think it's only going to hurt the artists, the fans and people, they'll find other music to play, but the artists that were getting traction from the Drakes, who's going to do numbers anyway, but it doesn't hurt to have that like side money as well from TikTok. It's going to hurt him a little bit. 
Uh, Billie Eilish, I'm not so sure enough. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Taylor Swift, I know they were doing some stuff with her songs. Bad Bunny, I know they had some of his songs playing around that went around. Um, and probably other other individuals, but I think it's more just going to hurt the Universal Music Group, and it's probably going to make them come back to TikTok some way down the line. But the thing that I found funny, all jokes aside, whenever they talked about the three things, appropriate compensation for our artists and songwriters, that's funny. Because my understanding of the music business is that the music business, not the artists, they get more of the money. The music business, they get more money than the artists. There's only a couple artists that makes more money than the music uh, people that they're signed to. Uh, you got to be the special guys, like the Taylor Swift, the uh, Drakes. Like, those are the two synonymous ones for me. Like, all the other individuals, your company makes more money while you get your money from doing tours and making merchandise at said tour. Like, that's where your money comes from. Um, I find that hilarious how they say that they want compensation for the artists and songwriters. I think you're saying that you wanted more money from TikTok and TikTok wasn't going to give you that. That's my understanding of, or at least my uh, thought process of this. So with you saying that, I hope that a, I hope that someone that is not up there, like that's top brass of TikTok, like a music musician, I hope someone's able to throw this back in Universal's face and say, you wanted that from them, but you can't give us that. You can't give me a great percentage on the music that you're selling and that you're taking in a big portion in that I'm not raking in that much. I want someone to really throw that back at Universal's face. And I mean to do it publicly. And I think other artists will back this up because now you're taking money out of these artists' mouth. So again... Uh, TikTok, I think TikTok will be fine. Universal Music Group, they'll be fine. But I think the artists are the ones that are really going to be suffering from this. And I think the artists need to go at their label for not uh, making some type of deal with TikTok. That's just me personally, my thought process. But we'll see about it. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, Hulu. Hulu is starting to crack down on the password sharing, just like a lot of these other uh, companies. Uh, Hulu has joined the ranks of streamers, prohibiting uh, subscribers from sharing their accounts with people outside their household. The Disney controlled streamer on January 31st notified customers of a key change in a subscriber agreement that for the first time officially forbids others from sharing their Hulu login details with anyone who doesn't live in their primary residence. So they're doing the same thing like Netflix is doing. I know Netflix is doing it. Hulu has now joined it. I'm not certain who else. But it seems that all of these other social media, not social media, God, these streaming platforms are starting to cut down and they just want to try to uh, stop people from sharing their passwords. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. People are still going to do it one way or another. They're going to find a way to how to share their uh, passwords. And uh, it just, I think that Hulu and Netflix and all these other platforms just need to... Uh, just get on board, bro. It's been this way for some time. If you don't get on board with it, guess what? People are going to bootleg your shows and go to one of these streaming uh, sites that bootlegged it. They're going to watch it that way and just be like, okay, cool. If I can't get it on Hulu, if I can't uh, get a password share for someone else, fine. I'll just go to this other place and I'll just risk the uh, corruption to my computer, risk all these type of viruses because people now more than ever, they have other 
devices that are probably like throwaway devices. Like if someone has two laptops, they probably got one laptop to like mess around with and one laptop for business. So they'll probably use the one laptop that they mess around with to watch all the like uh hijacked type shows like that they can watch without having to pay subscriptions. They'll use that laptop for that and just keep the business one for business. Same thing with phones. People watch things on their phone. All right. Well they got one phone that's personal. Use one phone that's a dummy phone. You get my drift here? So I hope Netflix and Hulu gets on board with this whole cut the whole uh, password sharing crap. Ayo, dog. Let people share their passwords. Let people do that. But just get them at a limit if you want to do that. Get them to like to five people that can have their passwords. And if it like goes past five, then you're like, okay, now you got to like try to have people pay for it, which I do know Netflix does, but like not an outrageous amount. Have them pay a little bit because, dog, I know you streaming platforms, you're not paying that much to these, uh, <laughs> to these people. So quit being that way. You know, I know you got to make your money, but just be reasonable with your uh, customers or be reasonable with the people because you know, if you were in their shoes, you'll be doing the exact same thing that these people are doing. I think that's what's missing in business practices. I think that they're missing the eyes of, okay, if I was in their shoes, how would I try to get past these people? And if I get past them, well, did I deserve it or what? Like, did I cheat the system truly or was the system always trying to cheat the consumer? Something along those lines. I think that a business is missing that practicalness, but uh, we'll see. Again, Hulu's cracking down, Netflix is cracking down. I'm pretty sure all these other streaming platforms are going to be cracking down as this year is going to go by. And since we're in February, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to get more information about all other streaming platforms are going to be cracking down as well. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? Nope, I think that's about it. As I said to you guys, I told you today wasn't going to be uh, too long because there's not too much news to really cover. So it's time for me to get you guys out of here. Before I do that, I got to uh, self-advertise. If you did not watch professional wrestling this past week, have no fear. I have you guys updated on that. I have my wrestling highlights of the week episode up there already. Uh, I will say this right now, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, you are playing a real dangerous game. As a matter of fact, WWE, you're playing a real dangerous game because you guys are now messing around with Cody Rhodes and his main event for WWE for WrestleMania. You got some of the fan base, not really liking this last time I checked. You're the Rock coming back to have his face-to-face with Roman Reigns. It had, like, uh, mad many dislikes compared to your likes. I would like to see how you guys try to finagle this. We'll see at the press conference in Las Vegas on Thursday that you're streaming. I would like to see how you guys are going to pull this off. But just me as a fan, I'm going to like to see how this thing goes. Uh, As I said, that Wrestling Highlights of the Week episode is up there right now. So you can go enjoy that. Uh, if you did not listen to my midweek episode, that's available to you right now as well. I talk about Alex Murdoch and how he should be getting a retrial, in my opinion. Uh, that episode is up to you right there. Um, I have another episode coming out tomorrow. It will be WWE's NXT's Vengeance Day. That event happens tonight. I'll be doing my review of that tomorrow. So look for that. And I believe that's about it. So with that being said, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank all the podcast sites that have me up on their programs because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this episode or this podcast out to you guys, the listeners. So I would like to thank them. But 
you guys are truly important as well so i like to thank you guys the downloaders as well because without you guys i'll just be one guy talking into a mic into a black void and i appreciate everybody i see where the downloads are coming from and i appreciate everybody it's just not in the u.s it's out there internationally as well so i thank everybody listening to this podcast internationally so i would like to thank every single uh individual um with that being said always remember i love you i love you i love This is not a gimmick. This is me being genuinely authentic. I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, this is Valentine's. It's Valentine's is approaching. We got one more week until Valentine's Day is happening. Anybody that has not gotten their loved ones anything, please get something before you're going to be ass out and your loved ones going to not enjoy you on Valentine's Day, which could cause a problem and cause some beef until they uh, find out a way to forgive you. You know what I mean? So please get yourself something, get yourself your Valentine's something so you guys can have a great Valentine's Day. Again, you have another week before Valentine's Day happens. Now, having said that, this has been my Two Cents Podcast presented by G2. He is I and I am him. This is a goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. I want everybody to have a great Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this episode and just enjoy the rest of your week. So with that, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh, Jesus wept. Well.